Hello, fellow worshipers, and welcome to another episode of the Worshippers Heart Podcast. I am Carol Davis, and I am delighted that you have decided to spend this time with us, learning more about worship, how worship is valuable to our lives, what it means to bring worship unto God, and the importance of having a worshipper's heart. So I invite you to sit back and relax. If this is your first time with us, welcome. If you are a returning guest, we thank you for being a part. Let's just focus in on the goodness of God and learn to celebrate him simply because he is God for his sovereign ways, for his omnipotent grace, for the goodness and the kindness that he extends to us daily, for keeping and covering us from danger seen and unseen, for being with us and guarding us. And we ask you, God, as we always do, to open up our ears so that we may hear what it is that you have for us. Open up our eyes that we may see that we are making disciples who look like you, God, and let us be salt and light in everything that we do. So let's just enjoy this time together as we explore more about God and worship and spending time examining ourselves to see if we're really bringing a worshiper's heart unto God. Okay, worshipers, and let's get in. The holiness of God. The holiness of God. I don't think often we think of the holiness of God. We often think of holiness as it relates to ourselves. But let's look at the holiness of God. Revelations 4, 8 says to us, Each of the four living creatures had six wings. And was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. The holiness of God embraces the deity of each distinct attribute of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The existence of each one of these contains holiness that was, is, and is to come and always will be. To be holy is to be set apart, separate in a class by yourself. There is no one higher and no competition. The holiness of God is a call to attention for everyone. The holiness of God is important to all men. The holiness of God should reflect in our lifestyles, actions, and behaviors. It's not what we say, but what we do as a reflection to honor God. In honoring the holiness of God, we have to serve others as Christ served. In honoring the holiness of God, We have to serve others as Christ served others. We have to make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one can see the Lord. Hebrews 12, 14. I'm just going to read it one more time. Hebrews 12, 14. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone. And to be holy. 
Without holiness, no one can see the Lord. So let's look at the holiness of God. What should the holiness of God do for us? How can we identify the holiness of God within ourselves? It says, without holiness, no one can see the Lord. We should make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holiness. So what does that mean? The holiness of God should make us be mindful of our tongue and language. As believers professing the holiness of God, we cannot speak out of our mouths whatever we deem appropriate, important, or necessary. We can't just come off the cuff saying whatever we think we're big and bad enough to say and proclaim and profess the holiness of God. We have to be mindful of the words we use and we also have to be mindful if those words are positive or negative. Just as it takes a spark to start a forest fire, it takes only one word to affect, impact, change, motivate, inspire the heart and mind of someone who may be seeking direction, understanding, or faith in God. Romans 14, 3 says to us, therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. So as believers, we can't be a stumbling block. We can't be a stumbling block with our words. We can't be a stumbling block in the things that we say. We can't be a stumbling block in our judgment. We have to be mindful that when people see us, they also hear us. James 3, 5 through 12 says, Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire. A world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same stream? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Simply put, you cannot praise, worship, and curse out of the same mouth. Everything we need to know is in this Bible. It's in the Bible. We have to read and know. It says, out of the same mouth can praise and cursing 
My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one can see the Lord. The holiness of God should make us accountable. As brothers and sisters in Christ, we are accountable to each other. We cannot have free reign to do whatever, whenever, however we want to. We need each other around us to support each other, to provide insight, and to give wisdom. Not just wisdom, but godly wisdom. As well, we should do and be accountable in joy. Everyone has and will be accountable. You may often think that you're above reproach here on earth, but God tells us that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that we will acknowledge that he is Lord, that he is holy. Romans 14, 12 tells us, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. And then Hebrews 13, 17 tells us, obey your leaders and submit to them. For they are keeping watch over your souls as those also who have been given to keep an account. So let them do this with joy, not with groaning. For that would not be of any advantage to you. Accountability should be done in joy. We should be correcting in joy. We should speak correction in joy. Everyone has to be accountable. It's not about getting people towed. It's not about saying that you told them what to do. Because in your telling them, if you're not speaking with a heart of God, you're going to be held accountable. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one can see the Lord. The holiness of God should make us change our attitude and worship. When we recognize the holiness of God and see it within ourselves, we should rejoice and be joyful in his presence. We should rejoice and be joyful in our worship. If we truly recognize God is holy, just as the angels give honor day and night, we should do so with our lives and our attitude. Then we wouldn't have to call for an attitude adjustment. We wouldn't have to call for an attitude adjustment. We would not have to get our lives together. We would not have to go back and make some things right. The holiness of God should engross us. And make us separate from the normality of non-believers. Because remember we said to be holy is to be set apart. Separate in a class by yourself. Our attitude and worship should be reflective of the holiness of God. We can't be selfish, self-centered. And then say, we follow Christ. Philippians 2, 5 says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. 
Ephesians 5, 6 tells us, follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children. So there are three things that we've discussed that the holiness of God should make us do. Be mindful of our speech and tongue. Be accountable and change our attitude in worship. And in doing that, our response to the holiness of God is honor, obedience, fellowship with other believers, and reverence to who God is to you and outwardly for others. Thank you so much for taking time to listen. I pray that this podcast continues to bless your heart. I pray for our first time listeners that this podcast has spoken to you. I encourage you, if this is your first time hearing this podcast, to go back and listen to the previous ones. And I pray that God will continue to be with you in everything that you do. And remember, at the end of the day, all you need is a worshiper's heart.
Heaven high, I can search the earth below, but there's no And let us pray. May the God who makes everything holy and whole make you holy and whole. May he put you together in spirit, soul, mind, and body. And keep you fit for the coming of our Master and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely dependable. If he said it, he will do it. Amen. Oh, and there's one more thing. I'd like to take this time to thank my sponsors, Abigail Adoye, Athena Shack, Dr. and Mrs. John and Martha Johnson, Jacqueline Harris, Chantel Hess-Taylor, and the Worshipper Heart team member, Tiana Davis. Thank you all so much for everything that you have done to invest into this ministry, into this podcast. We cannot do it without you. So if you are interested in being a valuable part of this podcast, support today. Look at us on Facebook at Worshippers Heart. Send us an email at worshippersheart67 at aol.com. And we can give you more information about how you can be a sponsor for this podcast and for this ministry. At the end of the day, All you need is a worshiper's heart.